Welcome into another Ranting Cast. This is episode nine. I am Frank R. Curry. I'm joined today by Melissa Boyd of the Hockey Writers. She's been with them for you to have just about over two years now. You're coming up, at least coming up on that. Um, so just to start, get into it right away. What do you do with the Hockey Writers? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, great to be here. Um, always love talking hockey. Um, I am based in Montreal, actually. So I cover the Habs uh, for the Hockey Writers. And yeah, like you said, I've been there for just over two years now. Um, and I also am the uh, social media and marketing manager for the hockey writers. So I wear a, a few hats, but it's been uh, a lot of fun and it allows me to, uh, you know, to work in my passion. So there's nothing better than that. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've had a couple people on from the hockey writers already last couple weeks. So it's been, it's been fun to chat with, chat with you guys there. And uh, so, I mean, you're based in Montreal, so I guess, you know, let's start, start with what's going on with the Habs. I mean, they just hired Marty St. Louis as their head coach full time now. Uh, what's yep. the what's the reaction so far from that? Oh, it's been overwhelmingly positive. Obviously, uh, he made a great first impression uh, when he was brought on as the interim head coach at the, uh, you know, about about midway mm -hmm. at the midway point last season. Um, he's. Obviously, he's a great, I mean, he's a legend of the game to yeah. for starters, um, which helps a lot in a market like this um, to have a name, uh, especially behind the bench. But like, you know, he, he didn't have any coaching experience, as everybody knows. You know, he was coaching his sons in like bantam uh, hockey, mm -hmm. um, which is a pretty, you know, so the NHL is a huge step up. But it's amazing how well he was prepared for the opportunity and he's helped uh, the team's young players um, really grow and develop, um, especially like, you know, it's well known uh, Cole Caulfield became a different player when he, yeah. when he was hired. So um, it's exciting for the fans and because it's really a new direction, it's fresh, it's more modern, it's, you know, you hear him talk like his. I don't know if you've ever watched one of his press conferences, but like, they're like must see TV um, every night. It's amazing. Like, the stuff he comes out with, you're like, wow, this guy is so smart and so you know, he just yeah, he's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, with guy with guys like that, and San Luis hasn't been out of the game for that no. long. It, it it feels like it's it almost feels like it's been forever since he retired. But really, I don't think I don't think it has been. Um, I want to say it's been like what six years? Yeah, something like that. I would. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Also, something I mean, like that. Yeah, it yeah. definitely hasn't been that long. He hasn't been that long out of the NHL, yeah. and him the with the way he thinks the game. It's you know you you know that okay he thinks the game's so forward, so high energy, high octane, just because that's how he played. But also he knows what it takes. He knows the hardest roads to get there since he was an undrafted guy and really had to work extra hard more harder than most players just to get to the league in in the first place so Absolutely. yeah i mean a guy like that i think makes a ton of sense as a head coach and it's really just a matter of yeah you saw a lot of positives out of out of him this season but i mean with how down they were the only place they really could go was up so of course yeah. there were gonna there was gonna be some a be a bit of a positive jump this year at least this year for montreal but now it's 
what they do in the summer. They're like very, very likely going to take Shane Wright first overall. Mm -hmm. And now it's okay. Now we're going to see what Marty St. Louis is, is as a head coach. So now this is, this is what really is exciting. At least, at least for Montreal, it should be exciting for them. And I'm curious about it too. I mean, I love Shane Wright. I love I I, lo- I love him a lot. I think he's a I think he's easily the number one overall pick. First off, um, I don't know how high of a ceiling he has personally, just because I think a guy I think there's other guys who could be very in that range with him. You know, whereas you look at last year, I think last year was like it's Shane Wright and everybody else, mm. but. What can you do there? Um, you also have Nick Suzuki that you're building around. You yeah. have Cole Caulfield as well. You mentioned him. Um, they got some. Montreal's got interesting pieces. So, what they're going to be like next season is going to be fascinating, at least. And obviously, too, with we'll see if Carey Price is playing as well. Yeah, that's the big question mark, and it'll be interesting too because they're going to start building kind of a new team, right? A new. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting how they build a team to suit you know how marty wants them to play yeah so a lot of speed i think a lot of skill um you know guys that are able to play up tempo yeah so yeah i think yeah you're right about shane Wright. i think i know there's big debates going on uh you know about is he really the number one but i think in terms of fit for montreal i think he's the guy like you said i think you know to be able to have suzuki and shane Wright as your your top two centers, um, you know, you're pretty, it's pretty great, you know, so can't ask for a whole lot better. So you're right. I'm not sure if he has the highest ceiling in the draft, but I think he, I think it's well known that he has the highest floor in the draft. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those, like, you can't really miss um, on it. Uh, It's kind of like a sure thing. So we'll see, but I, I agree. I think they will take Shane, Wright. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you you never pass up on the center like that, especially I yep. think Wright does have the highest ceiling. I'm more thinking that there's other guys who are going to have as much of a high Absolutely, ceiling as yeah. Wright does. You know, you know, obviously um, Slavowski, I believe is his name, uh, is the yep. guy projected to go second to New Jersey. Yep. Um, you know, that's another guy, but he's a winger. So it's like, do you take the center or the winger? I take the center every day. Right. Um, Matthew Savoy is a guy who I really like. And mm-hmm. I think he's 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 gonna go top five personally. That's another that's another guy I think you know really really high ceiling. Yep. Um, you know, with right with right, it's more of he's got the tools. I think he just there's just he needs to show it show more of it. But if he's with a guy like Marty saying the we next year exactly. That, that might be a match made in heaven. You never know. And, and he's exactly from what I know, what I've learned about Shane Wright is like, he's exactly the type of player that Marty likes, like mm-hmm. very intelligent, very, you know, you know, passionate and stuff like that. So I think they're going to be, like you said, I think they're going to be a match made in heaven. And I think it's the draft this year is a bit like, you know, uh, the Taylor Hall, Tyler Sagan debate, or, you know, even like, you know, Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin. I mean, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I think, whether you have, you know, both teams are going to be happy. So um, it's just a matter of preference, I think, and fit. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, right. Right's going to be a, a really nice fit with, with Montreal, him and Suzuki as, your, as the one, two yeah. at center core next 10 years, potentially. I mean, yeah, you can't, you cannot pass that up. You really exactly. can't. That's, that's too, that's too good. Uh, so obviously um, Montreal, you know, first overall pick and, 
we'll see what happens with Carey Price. As I said earlier, mm-hmm. they got a bunch of interesting prospects, but playoffs are still going on right now. What have you What have you thought about them about the playoffs as a whole so far? Wow, they're um, it's uh, it's crazy the the goal scoring. Like I, you know, obviously I know like there's some high powered offensive teams in the mm-hmm. playoffs, so it's not shocking. But I mean, man, it's just like end to end. Uh, action especially out west um oh. you know the the battle of alberta was so good and mm-hmm. um too bad it only lasted five games and you know obviously we had so, such high expectations for uh the western conference final and man did it deliver last night I, like that's just you know two really really good teams going at it um well maybe not goaltenders but anyway <laughs> um you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's fun to see. Like, that's the kind of hockey everybody loves, you know, this, you know, and to end like the stars are shining. And that's really great, too, I think, for the game and for the NHL is that the star players are really, you know, take like Connor McDavid, Nate McKinnon, Kale McCarr, mm-hmm. Chris Kreider, you know, it's, it's great for the NHL, I think. <laughs> yeah, and we got Tampa and New York going yeah. on right now in game one. You just mentioned Kreider. He just scored. And then Stamkos answered right back for Tampa so, as well. So yeah. one one game right there in game <laughs> one, which is kind of what kind of expected. This game's gonna these games are gonna be really tight. But yep. now out west, I mean it's all just wide open. <laughs> Offense galore, no goaltending. As as a goalie, I kind of shudder at that. But at the same time, <laughs> as a hockey fan, I love it. I want more goals. But I'm a goalie and I'm like I want to see, I want to <laughs> sending, <laughs> but man, um, it's, it's interesting, really. I, you know, I got, we got, obviously there's a lot of controversy from game yeah. one with the whole offside mm-hmm. thing with, uh, kill McCarr. I personally thought the NHL made the right call and that mm-hmm. was a good goal. Uh, what did you think of that? I did too. I mean, it's written in the rules, like it's, and it, you know, they did make the right call. Um, I think obviously, uh, the, I think more it's more like the whole offside challenging <laughs> that is a yeah. question mark this morning or today. Like, you know, should we really be allowed to challenge offsides? Which it's I, always been a question you mark. You know, which I kind of you know, agree. Because really, if they couldn't challenge last night that play, nobody would have batted an eye. You know what I mean? Everyone was like, oh, mm-hmm. that would have been like, oh, that's a great goal. And we move on. Um, but that because they were allowed to challenge and we were able to see those replays and you're like, Oh my God. And wait, was it a goal? No, it wasn't in a goal. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of people probably even in real time think that probably should have been offside. <laughs> like, I mean, you look at it and then I guess the whole thing is, you know, possess is the, it's, it's all the, about the possession part of it. And <laughs> You know, it, the, one of the, re, uh, one of the replays that shows uh, my car's face, you know, from the uh, from the goal line, mm-hmm. just clearly shows he doesn't have the puck mm-hmm. yep. when Nichushkin is on the blue line. So, yep. and then he cro- and he he's still and McCarr's still on the blue line too. Yep. So I was like, that's yeah. He doesn't if he doesn't have possession, then how's how's that offside? Yeah, you know, there's no delayed offside. There's no delayed call because the ref's hand ha- arm isn't up. So, right. I just I don't get it. I don't get the whole controversy from it i guess it's just from the one the one uh blue line angle that kind of shows the puck is yeah. on mccarr's stick yeah. but when you look at the other angle it's not it's like an inch off so yeah i don't know so I, yeah I, they, I think yeah i think it was just you know one of those things where 
you take a step back and you look mm-hmm. at it and go, yeah, no, that's offside. Um, yeah. Or not uh, offside. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you, you know, and you like, I think it's just, I think it was, you know, everybody's, and of course, like Edmonton fans and the Edmonton side is going to be like, that's such an obvious offside look, you know, and, but, oh, I mean, um, of course, it's, it's to be you expected. know, they're, they're applying the rule book, which is why the rule book is there. So should the rule yeah. book be writ- rewritten, maybe reworded to be more clear, maybe, but it's in the rules. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I just think. You should just get rid of the offside challenge. Yeah, with. I've hated it. From I agree. The start. I, yeah, it's just yeah, it's a it's a judgment call. It it really is. It, you know, yep. especially those ones that are really close that are just super super close. I mean, why are you going back to look at it when? And it's going to take you like 10 minutes just to figure it out. Exactly. And this slow mo like frame by frame thing, like yeah, it, it, you know. Like, I mean, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> we saw some. We saw the ones with the. Uh, I think it was the Lightning Panthers series. Uh, the when the puck hit the netting. Yes, and that, that right. review yes. took like fifteen minutes, and it's like, <laughs> are you really cool with doing that constantly? Yep. Especially, and you only really yep. see, you, you don't see it with the puck hitting the net, but you see it with we see it with offside, and you see the challenge takes yep. half that time, and even then, that I I can't stand it. Just if you if the ref rules it. Offside, offside. If yep. it's on, if ref says onside, it's onside. Whatever. Yep. And it's like if it's because the re- right, they didn't call it offside, right? They didn't. Yeah, initially no, they ruled the play onside. They ruled the play onside initially. Yeah. And so I agree. I, I, you know, it's just like things happen in a game, and like I know we, I know everyone likes to complain about the officiating, and rightfully so sometimes. But I mean, yeah. they, you know, it's let just let them do their job and it just feels like now that the video replay has been in to implemented it just feels like every time something happens there they are on their eye you know on the ipad going can we challenge this for something <laughs> you know so it just kind of takes away i think a bit of the flow of the game um and then it puts yep. i think too much spotlight on the on, on the referees um because they already have enough and i just think it you know it puts the game in their hands more and I don't really like that. So more so than, than it should. Yeah. That's I, yeah, yeah, I don't, I can't stand it really. It's, they make the, just, I know we, we rag on them all the time, but I, I do feel like in this, at least in this particular case, they got it right. Yeah. I'll give them that. And they yep. had it right the first time too. They did have it. The, so yep. I'll give, I'll give them that. I mean, for they sure. Don't have calls all the time, but it's like, whatever, honestly. Um, you know, one of the other topics being that was being discussed too was the playoff format, and mm-hmm. the easy answer is: should it be changed? Yes, obviously, it stinks. No. Everyone, it no one really likes it that much. The only yeah. people who like it is Gary Batman and his cronies <laughs> uh, and the Board of Governors. Like, yeah. they're the only ones who like it yeah. because of rivalries. Well, guess what? Why do you need these high-powered rivalries in the first round? Why can't they be in the second round mm-hmm. or even the conference finals? Like. You can have it both ways, and they should. Let's be real. One, it should just be one to eight division winner. Yeah. You know, two divisions each conference. Fine, I don't yeah. care. Top two, two division winners, top two seeds, three yeah. to eight, are the next are the next yeah. best teams. That's it. Because I find that the reward for finishing higher isn't isn't enough. So, you know, again, we. 
-hmm. you know, it was, I think, ignited by the fact that Toronto and Tampa played each other in the first round. Like, it's not really, you know, like Toronto finished second in their division and Tampa finished third and they had, you know, it's like, it doesn't make sense. Like it, that they have to play each other in the first round. Like it just, it's not fair to me. So basically you're putting in all that effort for 82 games and that's your reward at the end, which isn't to me. Not only that, Toronto was fourth overall in the league. Right. And they had to face the eighth overall team in the league in Tampa. And it's, yeah, I don't get it. Because, you know, all, all eight teams, all eight teams in the Eastern conference had over a hundred points. So so it's not like no one was missing (laughs) out really. I mean, so I mean, if you think about, I mean, if you think about it, wouldn't you rather have had, Florida, Washington would have been the would have still been a first round series no mm-hmm. matter what. Yep. Carolina would have ended up playing Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That'd have been a fun series. Fun, yeah. Toronto would have ended up playing Boston, which would have been <laughs> which would have been awesome. Un- would have been unreal. And yeah. guess what? Their your conference final matchup right now would have been in the first round. Rangers Lightning. Yep. yep. Like, and it would have been Rangers would have held mice anyway. And it's like, yeah. Out west. Um, I'm looking at the West right now. It still would have been Colorado, Nashville. Still would have been Calgary, yeah. Dallas, because Calgary jumps Minnesota for the second. Because Minnesota right. actually had more points than Calgary this year. Um, Minnesota would have ended up playing L.A. and you would have had St. Louis, Edmonton. Like, yep, good series. Me, yep, but it's all... also more balanced. Like, it feels more yeah, balanced, right? It, it like, does. It, it feels a lot more balanced. So, and I don't know. Yeah, I I don't, I don't get it. understand that change. I never did. Like, nobody was complaining about that change about the playoff format so i don't yeah you know yeah i i just i i don't I, understand it's um an odd odd decision yeah odd decision um, they made wonder what it would take out. to put it back but i i'm not sure i guess like it you would said, have it would next have to CBA come from probably. the owners and yeah, yeah whenever uh whenever the next cba is yeah uh, discussions are, which I think is not going to be for another few years. Yeah, a few years because they, I think they extended their CBA, right? Yeah, so, I don't remember when that happened though. Yeah, I want to say it happened that it happened like I at think least a year I think I remember thinking like had. when it happened, I remember thinking, okay, we don't have to worry about this for a long time, like something like eight years mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, so. it was something. It was it was something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, we're going to just take a quick break. And when we when we come back, uh, we'll, get, we'll touch on more Stanley Cup playoffs and, and who do you think is going to win each series. So we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Back to the show, Dinosaur Barbecue and John and Mary's always the, the sponsors of the Ranting Cast each week. So Melissa Boyd with me from the Hockey Writers, and we've been talking about you know Montreal's future with Shane Wright, Mario Saint Louis contract extension. He's now the head coach. A uh, little playoff, a little bit of the playoffs, a little bit about how much we hate the playoff format, how much we hate offside challenge, <laughs> how much we hate about the NHL essentially. <laughs> um, Besides all that, you know, a little going back to the playoffs, like what have what has been the most exciting thing about the playoffs so far, at least in your eyes? 
I think it's, I think it's, to me, it's just being able to see all these incredibly skilled players, talented players, just making crazy plays. Like, it seems like every night, like, you know, we, we saw tonight, even, you know, uh, Stamkos with a, like a crazy shot, you know, just could, you know, and, and that's what he does best. And lot, you know, in the series against St. Louis, we saw that, uh, Colorado, St. Louis, we saw that amazing goal end to end goal from Nathan McKinnon. Right. And, to me, it's, it's that it's just, you know, the, you know, lift you out of your seat moments that are happening, it seems every night. And you're just like, wow. And it's actually even more fun when you don't have yeah. a rooting interest, you know, like, cause you're just watching really good hockey and you're like, well, whoever wins, like, this is great. Um, but for me, yeah, it's just like the, it's just that it's just seems like highlight real playoffs is what I would call it. I think. <clears throat> yeah. And I was, and, you know, in the East, we've seen a, a lot more goaltending taken over yeah. than we've seen in the West, even though, I mean, as great as great of a series Jake Ottinger had in the first round, I mean, it, it's been overshadowed by how much offense there's been so far. And mm-hmm. you saw we saw it in the Battle of Alberta. 9-6 was the first game in that one. And then there were, it seemed like the over was just hitting every single game for that series. It's a shame that Battle of Alberta was a five-game series. Yeah, five. I... I found some an interesting stat from that, at least from from the time. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much different this was, but Jacob Markstrom had an eight forty three save percentage at five on five <laughs> and a seven seventy five high danger save wow. percentage. I believe I it, though. You know, yeah. With, with how the series went, it's really it, not surprising. Um, and and he was considered, you know, like an X factor. Like he, the, you know, people the said he he's he's gonna be the difference maker in this series, you know. And you know, yeah. when you look at the goaltending matchup, Mike Smith versus Markstrom, you're like, yeah, Markstrom's got the edge, no doubt. And then, <laughs> wow, it just felt like every second shot he went in, and somehow Mike Smith was better. Mike Smith didn't even play better than Jacob Markstrom. No, Markstrom just. <laughs> <laughs> lost it himself i mean yeah it was just yeah i'm looking at mike smith's numbers right now i mean 917 overall save percentage <laughs> in the playoffs 4.67 gsax which eh, i mean the gsax is good but man i mean He's... 917 i mean 917 isn't bad and that's overall. I mean, I'm gonna just double check his five on five numbers really quick. I'm and not, he's and been I'm not involved in pulled right in now. all three game ones, right? Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's... No, well, not not the first, not the king. Oh, one. not the remember, king's he blew, one. Right. Remember that? So he blew that. You know? Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah, that's right. He blew it at the end. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, with that, with that ill-advised. I, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So at five on five, Mike Smith's save percentage is nine nine thirteen, as GSAX is negative two point five seven. So he's been good on the penalty kill, at least. Yeah. So you give give him credit there, um, but th- when it comes to goaltending, I mean, it's all the Tampa, New York, Shesterkin mm-hmm. versus Vasilevsky, yeah. and now the Rangers have to go up against a number one goalie for the first <laughs> time in the playoffs. for the first time in the playoffs. Yeah. And- <laughs> When I when I was saying I was saying that to a couple of my friends uh, on Sunday while Game Seven was going, I like that just sounded crazy. That to me, just even saying that, like the Rangers have to go up against a number one goalie for the first time <laughs> in the playoffs. I'm thinking like 
that's insane to think. Well, I, what am I were, thinking? You were asking me about like what has stood up for me. That's another thing that stood out to me: the number of goalten goalie ish, uh, injuries. Like, just yeah, seems every night it's like, oh my god, another one. Like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna end up with the e bugs in the Stanley Cup final oh or my something. God. <laughs> oh my god! No, <laughs> we, we, we won't way. because we won't. Teams, but are, I... teams are carrying three goalies right <laughs> but now. Just... But could you imagine? But it just Could seems you like, you know, oh even God. like game seven, Carolina, like they lost Antiranta and yep. last night, all four goalies were used and yes, yeah, Kemper's cold. injured yeah. and oh, gee, what? You're like what's what? going do on? We, do we know what his injury was? Was it was it related to his eye? No, they said upper body, I believe. And Jared Bednar didn't want to confirm whether he was going to play tomorrow or not. But yeah, um, that's man. They, I mean, yeah. I mean, Kemper hasn't been great in the playoffs. No, I'm looking at his I 505 agree. numbers. He hasn't been great, no. 905 save percentage, negative 4.39 GSAX in the playoffs so far. Five on five. So not great. I mean, so Franco, I know they like Franco a lot. So Yes, I like he, him a lot as well. Yeah. I. Well, for a backup, you know. Like, for a backup, yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, seeing, seeing game one last night, the biggest – thing i was just seeing was he did not look comfortable in the crease i know he had to come in obviously he wasn't warmed up and everything but yep. he was he was swimming in his crease a lot and it was an edmonton obviously he was able to get back into the game because of it so he started out well he made some big yeah. saves he had that one in. huge save with this and pad. then you thought okay and then yeah you're like you said it, it kind of went downhill after that and he was yeah yeah, so I, I'll be interested to see how he reacts to starting, uh, yeah. assuming he does start game two tomorrow. And then Shashirkin versus Vasilevsky is all that's going to be talked about for <laughs> Tampa and New York when it comes to the goalies. I mean, Shashirkin's been awesome. I mean, he had some struggles against Pittsburgh, but yep. got it done. I mean, 937 save percentage at five on five. 13.82 GSAX yeah, and Vasilevsky 943 save percentage 6.36 GSAX at five on five. You're looking at the two best goalies in the world right now yep. going up against no each other. No doubt about it. Yep. Shurkin's going to win the Vesna, but I mean, the Vasilevsky. Funny thing is, hmm. They, you know, they started, they didn't start well. Uh, the, you know, their first round, they were, yeah. you know, they were they showed a little bit of weakness, but since you know they kind of escaped those two series, they've just been lights out. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's best on best for sure. It's that's gonna be the best part about the about the Tampa New York series. Yeah. So got a couple minutes left. Um, what do you think about each series? Like, who do you think's who do you think's gonna win? Well, in the West I had I had Colorado from the beginning winning the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm even from, I think, I think, I think I picked them at the beginning of the season. So I'm going <laughs> to stick with that. I just think, um, you know, top to bottom, they're, they're the best team. Um, and I think they're playing like it. Um, I know last night's game was a bit, bit crazy, but I think, you know, you saw they had, you know, I think it was, they had over 45 shots last night. Mm -hmm. um, I just, you know, I just think they're a very well-oiled machine and I think it's their time. Um, and, and I think ultimately, I think Tampa will win against the Rangers, even though I think it will be close. I think they're going to, I think the Rangers are going to push the lightning. Um, and, uh, you never know, like you said, with the goalies, you never know. 
Um, but I, yeah, I, I see a Tampa Colorado final, but I think Colorado is going to finally dethrone them. <clears throat> I think if there's any team that can beat Tampa, it's Colorado just because of the speed. Agreed. Um, obviously Edmonton has the speed too with McDavid and dry. Well, McDavid really dry style is playing on one leg. <laughs> um, but is imagine if he was one player. Enough. <laughs> and obviously, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, I think Tampa's going to win the series as well. I picked them in six games. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I think Colorado's going to win. I have Colorado in seven. I think yep, this that's... series is going to be just yep. incredibly fast, incredibly back and forth the whole way. Um, but I like, but Colorado's definitely the more faster team than Edmonton is. I think that'll just ultimately give them the edge. Yep. Um, but I do wonder if it's Edmonton or t- if it, assuming Tampa beats New York, whether they play Edmonton or Colorado is, is, Edmonton faster than Tampa. Well, Conrad Davis faster than everybody. So yeah. like, that's, that's it. But <laughs> yep. if I on one leg, that's going to hamper, yep. hamper Tampa or not hamper, hamper Edmonton a lot. But if it's Colorado, Colorado's definitely faster yeah, than d- yeah. Tampa. So I kind of give the edge to Colorado in that, but yep. it's the lightning and I, I, I will never <laughs> doubt them until they lose. I was going to say, I, I, I'm betting against them at my own peril, you know, because <laughs> Every time I think, oh, this is it. No, <laughs> they come back. And uh, I saw today that uh, Braden Point is back practice is back on the ice and back practicing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got back e- either in this series or if they advance. Uh, you know, so there's another weapon that uh, that they'll have probably. So if he's practicing <laughs> now, I would imagine he's either playing Friday or Sunday. Yeah, I definitely. There's no probably. way he's gonna. He's going to stay out of the lineup for too long. I mean, no, it probably was killing him already that he didn't get to play the Florida series. Yeah. But at the same time, they still swept Florida, which is so yeah, all right. That extra break so, was, was just yeah. good for good for point. That's they, all he. They all swept really the needed. President's Trophy winners without uh, like their best forward. Basically. Yeah, arguably their most, <laughs> arguably their most, best, you know, <laughs> their best forward. Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. Geez. All right, well, that's going to do it for for the ranting cast this week, Melissa. Thank you for coming on. This was awesome. Uh, hopefully we'll try to have you on again, maybe closer to Definitely. the draft and be able to talk more about what's going on there. Uh, give the people your info where, you know, your Twitter handle, where you, where, where you are in the hockey writers, what you're doing. Yeah. So my Twitter handle is Boyd Mel B O Y D M E L. And yeah, please make sure you more importantly, please make sure you're following us at the hockey writers. We're on all the platforms. Uh, we have uh, YouTube recaps, game recaps every every day. Um, we're doing all kinds of stuff. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, Twitter. So please look up for us. Uh, we're our team is, you know, pumping out content every day, and they're doing a great job. And make sure you know we have a draft guide as well. We're Frank was talking about the draft. We got a, a draft guide as well, so check that out. It's free. So uh, I know a lot of draft guides out there aren't, so please check out ours. We got over 200 prospect profiles already and a whole team doing doing that coverage, so please check that out. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, great uh, great being on here, so thanks again for having me. And, um, yeah, we'll have to do the same. Uh, we'll have to have you on one of our uh, – Something we're doing too, so we'll do some yeah, cross uh, cross promoting. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. You know, you let me know. I'm a. I just try to find a way to be free for these things. You know, <laughs> but so yeah. Thank you for coming on. This this was this was great. Uh, yeah, as I said earlier, we'll definitely do this again sometime. Great.
All right, that's going to do it for the ranting cast this week. Uh, maybe Ron will be back next week. Who knows? It's always up to him. It's always up to me. Whatever. It's all good. All right, we'll see you next week on the ranting cast.